setting your side hustle up for recurring revenue. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. It's the business podcast you can actually apply. Now, making a sale, that's great. But making a recurring sale, I think that's even better. Super interesting case study for you today where my guest has taken what is typically sold as a one-off service, web design in this case, and repackaged it for recurring revenue in a really creative way. From 180sites.com, Ryan Golgoski. Welcome to The Side Hustle Show. Thanks, Nick. Happy to be here, man. You bet. So you started 180 sites about four years ago. You've built 500 sites uh, during that time. Clients are paying you anywhere from 180 to $300 a month. So it's that low, low-ish entry price point versus paying thousands of dollars up front for web design. And in exchange, you're building, hosting, and maintaining these sites. That's a multi-five-figure MRR, monthly recurring revenue business. And what's exciting maybe is realistically, you're really only scratching the surface in terms of market share, in terms of like the addressable market for people who might need websites. In fact, I put something together for Side Hustle Show listeners. As a listener-only bonus this week, it's a list of other potential niches that Ryan's model could be applied to. You can download that for free at the show notes for this episode. Just follow the show notes link in uh, the description. You'll be able to grab that. But Ryan, this wasn't your first business. You were doing window washing. You were teaching jujitsu. both very labor-intensive operations, both very dependent on you showing up and doing the work. But then something happened that put all that on pause. Yeah, that's right. I had a pretty major back surgery and then got back on my feet, started running things again, and then uh, everything fell apart and had another uh, major back and neck surgery. And so like you're saying, uh, both of those things were very labor intensive. Teaching and doing jujitsu was no longer a possibility or I definitely risk being paralyzed. Uh, And the, the window cleaning was very, you know, uh, reliant on me running the business. It was just me and my wife. We started to bring on one other person, but it just, it didn't get to the scale I was trying to, uh, with these, these health issues coming along. So I was, uh, pretty messed up and, uh, basically just could just sit in a chair for like a year. Couldn't really do anything physical. And Gosh, that's, that's super scary for, I mean, for anybody, but especially for like a young person. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew, you know, how to build a website just because I had built one for my window cleaning business. And I always just loved working on my website, playing around with marketing. I was just very, very enthralled with that. Spent way more time working on my business than in my business, even though it was at a pretty low uh, scale. Um, So I was just always intrigued with those things. So in my downtime, when I couldn't really do things, I was outsourcing the work, trying to keep that business going. And I just started reaching out to my peers, asking if I could do anything for their website, for their marketing, and uh, started to get a few clients here or there. And then uh, fortunately, a local service provider in my area bought me out of uh, my window cleaning business. And then I just went full time into 180 sites. And I, I picked a niche and dug in pretty deep there and it started to blossom. And you start out doing it for other window washing companies? Like, hey, I already built my site. I know what I'm doing. Can I do it for yours too? Or was it a, a separate niche that you started with? Yeah, it, same kind of area, uh, exterior cleaners. And uh, it was more pressure washers, but just anything exterior cleaning related. Pressure washing, window cleaning, gutter cleaning, roof cleaning, solar cleaning, all those types of services. 
those were definitely my uh, go-to clientele in the beginning. That's really interesting. Like a, a business built around the niche of just power washers or house washers. <laughs> like that's uh, pretty niche. But maybe that's the point is, you know, a lot of these existing service providers didn't have much of a web presence or if they did, you know, it was outdated or, you know, is that what you found in targeting that customer base? Yeah, most definitely. I, I feel like that's true of most blue collar services that are kind of a low entry to barrier company to start, uh, you know, window cleaning, pressure washing, you could minimally get started with a, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Um, so a lot of times people don't have previous business experience. This is their first company. They're in their first, you know, year or two of business and they're, they're still figuring everything out and they're wearing every single hat and yeah, their, their websites and basically everything with their online presence was either non-existent or, or poorly set up. So it was, uh, you know, a great demographic for me to serve and provide some good value to. Yeah, it was interesting. I recently had my car detailed and found this guy on Yelp. He had a dozen positive Yelp reviews, but there was no website. It was just like, call or text me for a quote and I'll see when I can get out there. And I was asking him about that because it was like 300 bucks. And I was like, well, how many of these are you doing today on a Saturday? And he's like, well, you know, you're my second job. I got one more after this. I was like, dude, you're going to make 900 bucks on one day, you know, plus tip. I was like, this is pretty good for now, for now to even have a website. And so you could see how a service like 180 Sites would be appealing. It's just like, if this lands you one incremental job, it pays for itself and then some. Yes, exactly. It sounds like you had some maybe initial connections in those niches or, you know, you were a part of that community yourself. But then, you know, what are the conversations like? I don't need a web. I could see kind of the, the you know, the defenses go up. I don't need a website. I've been doing business just fine forever. You know, it's quit, quit trying to sell me something. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely there's a lot of people with that mentality. And most of the time, I, I don't even have conversations with those people just because they're not that interested in me uh, anyway. But like you were saying, if having a, a better website that is uh, going to offer a better user experience, it's going to better your SEO, there's going to be better conversion optimization on the site, even if it's just generating for you one extra sale a month, you know, that's extremely conservative way to look at it. It's the service is already being paid for and then some. So it's, it's a pretty simple, easy uh, sell. Whereas like, if I were to, you know, try to sell a website for five grand, a lot of people sell websites for even more than that 10 grand for a company that's, you know, not doing millions of dollars in in sales. That's like a, a huge number to them. And it's hard for them to justify. But you know, 180, 220, 300 bucks a month. And they're not only going to get more leads, they're also going to look a lot better. Um, so there's going to be so much more perceived value to their marketplace. They're going to be perceived as the high-end, luxury, most professional service provider. And so it actually makes their sales process a lot easier as well because the expectation is set so high. Whereas a lot of people, when I first start working with them, their service is really high level and they are the most expensive providers or one of the most expensive providers, but their website looks like trash. So the prospects think, oh, this guy's going to be, you know, a cheap service provider. You may have had that thought when you reached out to that guy on Yelp. You're like, hey, this guy doesn't have a website. He's, he's not really doing that much online. He's probably a more affordable service provider. Um, but if he gave you, you know, a $600 quote to clean your car, there'd just be such a you know, like a disconnect. There's yeah. be such a huge disconnect in the pers- the 
the perceived value that you had uh, thought it was going to be because the first impression you made of him with his online presence versus what quote he gave you. So that's another benefit too. Like not only will the the website generate more leads for you, uh, it'll convert better, but your your sales side, people are going to expect you to be expensive. So if you are expensive, great. There's there's no disconnect. Everything's in line. The value is is there. But if you're priced like you know, kind of competitively with the other guys who look like crap online, they're going to think you're the best value by far because you look like you're twice as expensive. But your quote is you know pretty in line with the other guys. It's going to be a no brainer for you know your prospects to choose you. They're just going to feel like there's no risk involved. This guy's got his act together. You know, this is going to be a great service. These other guys that, you know, they don't look that great online. I don't know how professional they are. Are they going to do a good job? Are they going to show up? Are they going to be on time, et cetera? Yeah. Was this cold calling, cold emailing, going door to door, you know, in front of different businesses? How are you finding these, uh, these first customers to sign up? Yeah. So getting started, mainly what I did was I joined as many Facebook groups as I could that were related to home service providers. I just scoured the posts. So I searched through the groups, anything that was related to web, anything related to marketing or anything at all related to their business that I could speak to. I would just try to provide as much value as possible. And then even like try to provide some, some little free things that I could to them. And that just got my name out there. It built trust. And that's how I got people to know, like, and, and trust me in the early stages. Okay. Yeah. Super smart. Going where people were already hanging out online and had already, you know, raised their hand in some little way where they like were joining these groups related to online marketing or digital marketing. And like, I know I ought to be doing more here, but I'm, I still have questions about it. I'm not sure about it. So opportunity to come in and be that expert versus trying to make a pitch from somebody to somebody who's never even considered it, you know, like, okay, that's a a more difficult sell. And was it this recurring pricing model from, from the get-go? Yes. Yeah, it was. I did start with the, the low cost monthly plans. It was much cheaper back then getting started, just doing everything by myself. I toyed around for like a couple months trying to do the, the upfront model. Like I was, you know, questioning myself. Nobody else does it like this. There's very few people that do. Maybe, you know, uh, there's wisdom in in the masses and what they're doing. <laughs> so I, I tried to switch over to an upfront model and just quickly realized this isn't what I want to do and, and switched right back. What's to keep people paying you month after month? I want to, you know, I'm curious about the pricing stuff and how you're, you know, now investing your time upfront for you know, very little cash flow on the front end in the hopes that this customer keeps paying. But what's to keep them from saying, hey, I got my website. I'm, I'm good now. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. So there's a, a couple layers to that question. So to begin with, when we build a website for somebody, the way this the structure is set up, this is a 24-month payment plan. And so you're acknowledging, I'm going to get this website up front, this digital asset that can serve my business, and I don't have to fork up you know, all this cash up front. I can slowly pay it off over time, and there's no interest. So why wouldn't I, I do this? You know, uh, Every once in a while, I do get people that just say, hey, can I just pay for it? Like, usually, it's like older people. They just don't like monthly payments. But for everybody else, they want to protect their cash flow. And uh, if there's no interest, you know, why the heck not pay it off over time? So they are agreeing to 
this plan. We're going to do the work up front. We're going to take a loss up front, you know, and then we're going to break even. And then eventually we're going to make profit for our business. And you're, you're going to agree to, to slowly pay this off over time. And during those 24 months, they also get free hosting, maintenance updates, and full support from us. Uh, so they have unlimited update requests. If they ever want to change anything on their website, photos, text, video, they want to integrate some new widget, connect their, they got a new CRM and they need us to build an automation for that. Anything like that, we take care of all of that for them for free. And so at the end of 24 months, their website's fully paid off and they have the option to take the site into their own possession. They can host and manage it on their own. They could give it to their cousin. They could give it to their marketing guy, whoever. It's, it's theirs. They, they're free to do whatever they want with it. They own it. If they want to stay with us, their price will drop down to 150 per month, and then we'll continue providing all those same services to them. It is a very, very low percentage of people that once they fulfill their contract, that they want to leave us because we've just been doing everything for them so well that whenever they want something changed, it's getting done extremely quick for them. They just never have to worry about their site. And especially for like a, a business that it isn't, you know, in the very early stages, if their website were to go down and they would have to resolve that issue themselves, that could take them a week to figure out. And that could be tens of thousands of dollars lost in business, especially if they've got some good SEO going, uh, they're running ads. Like there's just so much risk involved uh, for 150 a month. You're going to, you know, just be in my corner, making sure my website runs smoothly you're going to update it. You're going to take care of everything for me. I just don't even have to think about it. Keep taking my money, Ryan. Yeah, it's really creative saying, hey, you're going to get a $4,800 website, but you don't have to pay for that up front. You just have to pay me this low monthly fee. And then, you know, we're going to be your outsourced IT department in a way. Like, you just don't, if you have anything you need updating, just send us a message. We'll get it done for you. Now, there's the labor cost of, having to do it. Now I'm starting out, it sounds like you're doing it yourself. And so it's like, well, it's just my time. But you have a sense of like, well, how many hours is it going to take me to build this? And after a while, what's kind of cool is I imagine you build up this portfolio of different templates or themes where it's like, okay, you know, pick pick from the menu, sir, Mr. Mr. Pressure Washer Business. Like, which one do you like? We'll build this custom to you, but we're going to, you know, build because we've done this a dozen different ways. Like, am I interpreting that correctly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the the most common way that we go about doing business. So we create uh, lots of templates for various industries. And like you said, they can choose which one they like, and then we will tailor and customize that to them. Uh, we do offer custom sites as well, where basically it's still going to have all the same principles, the same framework, you know, what we believe to provide the best structure for your SEO, best structure for your user experience, communicating value and optimizing your conversion. So all those same frameworks and concepts are going to be in the template or the custom site. But if somebody wants something unique, one of a kind, you know, no one else is going to have this exact design. They can do a custom site and that's just an upgraded cost for them. So you have the customer just kind of fill out the questionnaire about your business. Like, what do you want on the services page? What do you want on the about us page? Stuff like that. Yeah. So we'll ask them which pages they want, but we pretty much just take all the initiative and direction in how this is going to go. Of course, if somebody 
has a direction, a game plan that they want to go toward, we're going to, you know, take that in and we'll collaborate. But 99% of the time, people are just like, dude, I saw this site you made for this guy. It's amazing. I want you to do the same thing for me. I don't even know how to tell you in which ways this should should happen. Just do it for me. And that, that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, that's a glowing uh, testimonial. Those are the types of customers. They, they're coming straight to you. They're not price shopping. They're not comparing different options. They're like, hey, you know, you're you're the guy. You know what you're doing? It reminds me, we had an episode with Kendall Rizzo. She was selling crowdfunding copywriting services on Fiverr. And that was her niche back in the day. And after doing a handful of these campaigns, like, hey, here's the proven template of copy that works. You know, you got to hit people with the pain and agitate. And then you got to figure out how does this, you know, crowdfunding campaign solve that pain, get people excited about it. And it was like almost fill in the blanks after a certain point where, you know, your hourly rate as the service provider starts to explode after you do a handful of these and you build out the different templates or the different modules there. So I imagine it's the same in this case. And that's, that's really exciting. More with Ryan in just a minute, including his client onboarding process in his first ever six figure month. But first, a tool to make tax time a breeze. If you've ever been staring at a tax form, wondering which numbers should go in which columns, or struggled to figure out an overly complex accounting software, I'm raising my hand as being guilty of both of those, sadly. This is for you. Our sponsor, FreshBooks, is the easy-to-use accounting and invoicing software that makes it simple to send invoices and get paid fast. Plus, it keeps your income and expenses organized, so you don't have to go digging through a shoebox or your inbox trying to find receipts at the end of the year. Instead, you'll have a real-time dashboard you can use to easily see the health of your business and if anybody owes you money. No accounting class is necessary, and FreshBooks' award-winning support team is standing by to help out if you ever have any questions. FreshBooks users save up to 11 hours a week by streamlining these administrative and bookkeeping tasks, which means more time to move your business forward. I want to invite Side Hustle Show listeners to take advantage of a special offer at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. Over there, you'll get 90% off your FreshBooks subscription for four months. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle. And big thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring the show. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's driving traffic or sales? today? How are people, how are people finding you? So it's not going to be what you think. Well, I guess most of the time people will say referrals, but we don't do any ads. It's very, very much referrals. So we do a lot to really take care of our clients in 
some unique ways. We love to send gifts to our clients, handwritten notes, just always checking in with them, being personable with them. And uh, like we've just been super intentional about that from day one. And that has led to a, a very explosive rate of referrals from our customer base and then also agency partners. So I have a lot of partners that let's say they're, they're a marketing company, they do ads, they do SEO, but they don't offer web design. Or if they do, it's just like not their forte. I have a lot of partners like that, a Facebook ad agency, other software providers that we just have mutual clients, or at least we're, we're in the same spaces where we, we would have overlap between customers that would want to use them, or if they're their customers, they would want to use me. And most of these partners, it's just a great relationship. I don't pay them anything. They don't pay me anything. We just are professional recommenders. Like this software would be great for you. This ad agency would be great for you. This SEO guy would be great for you. And they do the same for me. And just one referral partner in specifically, we've referred back and forth over a hundred clients to each other. And we've never paid each other anything. It's just, we're, we're in the same niche. We're trying to be the very best at what we do and we don't do what the other person does. And so it's, it's just a, a no brainer. And then I, I do have some other companies that will refer work to me if I don't feel like I can reciprocate. Like not that many of my clients are going to want your thing, but a lot of your clients are going to want my thing. I'll pay those people. Is that a formal affiliate program? It's kind of a you know, more honor system. Like, hey, where did you hear about us? You heard about us through so-and-so. And so I'll send that person their finder's fee. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of guys that that want to keep it informal like that, just an email introduction. It's more natural that way anyway, but we do have a, a f- also a formal affiliate system where uh, all those uh, referrals are tracked and then they get paid their commissions. What's the software that you're using to to track those? So for that, I use Affiliate WP and that can generate unique coupon codes, unique tracking links, and then anytime somebody signs up, through uh, the means of that person's uh, referral, uh, it has it all in the WordPress dashboard. You know who you need to pay, and you can even automate the payment from there as well. Okay, cool. So the agency partner is kind of this more informal relationship. Hey, you know, it's a complimentary relationship. We can send people your way, and vice versa. And this more formal affiliate system, and then really doing right by your customers, sending them thoughtful gifts and handwritten notes. Hey, we really love having you around and just making people feel special. Like, you know, because this is going to hit their credit card billing statement every month, every month. It's like, well, we got to make sure that they're still happy with our service. Uh, So to reduce that decision fatigue every time uh, it comes up for renewal. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else on the marketing side is still still active in these Facebook groups or like, Hey, we're just relying on the word of mouth engine at this point. Yeah. So I'm not actively doing a whole lot, but I do get shout outs a lot in in Facebook groups. And then I'll, I'll chime in when that happens. But yeah, now I have a, a a little army of uh, advocates for me in in these Facebook groups. Uh, Isn't that great? Yeah. When you you build up that reputation and then all of a sudden people start tagging you because you've become the go-to person for whatever skill it is. Yeah. And, you know, kind of just touching on the gift aspect for whatever business you have, if you were to want to incentivize somebody to, you know, send some work your way, let's say just for easy numbers, you're willing to give a hundred dollars. Like, 
I don't think a hundred bucks is going to motivate anybody. That's just a, an average person. Of course, if they have like uh, a huge audience and this is what they're doing for their life, like they're, it's going to make sense for them, but just an average person, a hundred bucks isn't going to motivate them. But if you got to know that person and what they're interested in, what their background is, and you got a gift for them that was like a top of the line gift, you spend a hundred bucks on this gift, whatever it may be. And it's personal to them. That person's going to freaking love you and any opportunity they can are going to want to refer you forever. Like, and you just sent them a gift one time and there's no, it's not a transactional thing. Like if they don't ever refer you, that's fine. You just, you know, showed love to your customer. You gave them a dope gift, but yeah, most of the time they're going to want to reciprocate because they, it's just random that it was, you know, out of the blue, this package came to their house and it's like so unique to them that like, you know, maybe somebody in their, their friends group wouldn't have even thought to <laughs> give that to them. That sounds awesome. But it sounds also like a lot of work to try and do that research and figure out, well, you know, I'm, I'm following this person on their Instagram stories, like trying to figure out what they're into that they may not already have. Like, is there a way to do that and do that at scale? Um, so there's certain things that you can do at scale. So we have a partner called Send Gym. It's nothing like that grandiose, but uh, anytime somebody signs up, they get a brownie box in the mail like a few days later. So it's like a really nice box, a bunch of, you know, cardboard confetti in there. There's two brownies and there, there's a, a thank you card in there. And it's just telling them like, we're really, you know, stoked to work with you. I hope you crush these brownies. We, we know we're going to crush it for you with your site. So like just that's how we kick things off with every customer. Something that's much easier to do that doesn't involve a lot of research is just giving a, a sweet gift and putting their logo on it. So what we've do- been doing lately is getting Yeti cups and laser engraving their logos on the, the Yeti cups. And then also there'll be something related to their business. So for example, like if they're pressure washers, we'll just have like a bunch of crashing waves all around the cup and then their logo. And it's done really, really nicely. And they freak out. They love it. Christmas light guys. Oh, that's awesome. Will laser engrave Christmas lights on there. Um, yeah. There's like a, a guy that his brand is uh, related to like the Rockies and like his logo. And so he just had this like sweet, you know, mountain landscape with trees laser engraved on there and then his logo. And it's just so personal to them. They don't want to get a gift, a mug with your logo on it. They don't care. But you give them a, a sweet Yeti cup that looks great, has their logo on it. They're going to use it every day <laughs> and they're going to they're gonna think of you all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. Are, are there such things as like pressure washer influencers, people that other pressure washers are following along with, like to try and better learn the business? And like, is there a, a partnership opportunity or like maybe those would be good affiliate partners for you? Or like you go down that road at all? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, so I... I have partnered with some like in different niches, some guys that are very influential, kind of like the big brother in the industry. Some of them formally have education products that they sell. Some of them don't, but they're just the top dog and everybody looks up to them. And so, yeah, I've, I've made some partnerships with those and that is definitely what I would recommend to anybody. And when you're starting out, if you can do a great job, seek out those people and offer them a free service. Um, you know, if, if you're doing websites, offer them a free website and you'll definitely get your foot in the door in that industry. That person's influential. Not only can you say, hey, you know this guy, uh, I built his website. That's going to give you credibility and authority. 
but now you got a you know somebody who's very influential who's going to be an advocate for you whenever you know uh, the opportunity arises if somebody's asking about your service. Yeah, and I still see this even just this week. Like you know, you scroll down to the footer of any site, and it'll say you know, web designed by so-and-so or, you know, proudly built and designed by this agency or this company. And it's like, if you're building the sites, that's something like, I mean, that's a backlink for you if that's something that you do. And that's something who, if people are paying attention to other pressure washer influencers or not, uh, you know, they'll scroll down. They might have a chance to see that too. Yeah, we we do get a lot of clients that way. Yeah, all the time I'll see a new sign up. It'll ask them, how'd you hear about us? And they say, I saw somebody, someone else's website. By default, we do put a footer tag on our sites. If clients want to remove that, um, there's just a very you know uh, minimal fee to remove that. But by default, that's a part of our contract that we're going to put that in there. And for that exact reason, a lot of people find us. They look up to somebody in the industry. They're trying to study what they're doing. They want to get to where they're at. And you know uh, whatever they're using, they're they're very likely to want to adopt those products or services because. Uh, they just believe, well, if I do exactly what this guy's doing, I'm going to at least get pretty close to where he's at. So I've gotten a lot of customers that way from from people seeing you know websites that we've done and they reach out to us that way. Yeah, it's a follow the leader kind of a thing. Like, well, at least, you know, open up the toolkit if I can use the same stuff that these people are using. And that makes a lot of sense. Now, talk to me about the, maybe the new customer sign up flow or something like do people need to talk to you or you know have they built up enough credibility just through their friends in the space and the trust that you built on the site do they hit the buy button without a call or because it's like you know hey it's 4800 bucks or it's like well it's only 180 it's only 200 like let's just go for it yeah yeah so uh there isn't a way to directly purchase on our site. There's just a, a very short form to get started. So it just asks uh, four questions like name, email, phone, and what's your business name or what's your website. And from there, every time a, a new inquiry comes in, I'll already have like stock information for the niche that they're the, the industry that they're in. So I'll have a message tailored to them. And then I'll also include a video that will be tailored to them. So They'll get this video. It'll be addressed uh, to their name, to their business, and it'll just give some 101 information uh, explaining, hey, this is a little bit different than what you'd normally expect. So just want to you know, lay this out for you so it's very clear that you, you can understand how this all works. A lot of times after that first email, people will say, yeah, I want this package. I send them a sign-up link and they're, they're good to go. Sometimes there's a few email exchanges. They're ready to go. And then sometimes people want to do a, a strategy call. But I, a majority of the time, people will sign up without doing a call uh, and just a couple of emails back and forth, which makes my life so easy. <laughs> Not having to you know, do proposals, do discovery, and, and do all these you know, very strategy calls. Like it's, it's very transparent. It's very uh, out in the open what you're going to get. It's very clearly and explicitly explained and people get it and they're ready to go. Yeah, that's really cool. And so that's maybe not 100% automated because you have to like see, well, what's their what's their business name? Like what niche are they in? So you can paste in whatever video. Hey, I see that you're interested in a website for your window washing company. It's so you can play the video based on that. But that's 
the kind of the, the welcome response uh, when somebody fills out that form. Yeah. And uh, so I use Vidyard for that. And it's very easy to make videos on the fly and they look really beautiful. It's worth it to use that. Like a lot of people just use Loom, but Vidyard just looks so much cleaner. It's got a landing page with your logo on there and that's it. Um, so it just looks a, a little bit sharper. And then for all my email communications, I use Text Expander. Have you heard of that? Yes, love it. Huge fan. Okay, yeah. So I got like hundreds of of snippets for uh, within Text Expander, and uh, that just makes everything so much faster because the primary form of communication uh, within our agency to our clients is email, and you know most of the time a question is has already been answered a hundred times, so. <laughs> You can make that a lot more efficient using Text Expander. Yeah, I need to do a better job of building out some of these snippets. I've got lots, but you could could even build out more. I remember my wife was like looking over my shoulder as I was answering email, combining those with like the Google keyboard shortcuts, and it's just like flying through. And she's like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like normally she's the one teaching me productivity tricks, so that was pretty cool. Okay, so somebody signs up, they get this like kind of back and forth email. Most of the times, they say, "Yes, sign me up." What happens after that? You've gotten to the point where you're no longer building the sites yourself. I'd love to explore a little bit about the team and the process for, you know, getting somebody uh, online. Sure. Yeah. I'll even uh, talk about briefly just the signup process and then how we go from there. So uh, whatever package they want, we just send them one link. That's all they need. And it will take them through three steps. So first would be reviewing and signing our monthly billing agreement. That will always be a wall before the payment page. So they got to sign the the agreement. Then they'll go to payment. And then after payment, they'll go to their onboarding form. Uh, That will take them about five minutes to complete, but that gives us everything we need to start their project. Then from there, all of the project setup is automated. So as soon as they fill out their onboarding form, that's going to get piped into our project management system with all their info cleanly categorized. It's going to set up a Dropbox folder for them specifically where they can upload any of their media. It's going to add them to our email marketing system, our text message system. It'll send them a text message, you know, telling them, thank you, we're so stoked to work with you. It will initiate the process for the, the gift, so sending the brownies. And then it will also schedule some things six months and 12 months down the road as well. Um, and then it'll add them to my contacts. And there's probably something else in there that I'm forgetting too. But now their their board is in our, our project management system. I'll just you know review what, that. What are you using for that? I'm just using Trello. We were gonna switch over to ClickUp, but ended up just not uh, spending the time to do it. And Trello is working fine. So I know it's not you know uh, the absolute best with all the bells and whistles, but it does everything we need. And we're just on the free plan, so we, it works great. So I'll. I'll spend a little bit of time reviewing their their board, clean it up a little bit if anything needs, and then send them a project confirmation email to to them and to our project manager uh, with Text Expander. Uh, put another Vidyard video in there explaining the next steps. And then I assign that to a developer and that's it. I don't have to touch the project again. So from there, we have our systems in place with our developers, our project management team, with the content writer, if they are using us for content. And then we have another project manager type person who will take over at the very end, launch the site and do all the backend post-launch tasks. And so 
my involvement in the nitty gritty is just kicking off the project and then uh, just being there for the, the customer uh, if they need. Otherwise, the, the communication with the project manager is most of the time sufficient. And you're doing several of these a week at this point, it sounds like volume wise. Yes. Yeah. So uh, 20 a month, give or take, uh, sometimes, sometimes less. But uh, last year we did 211 new signups. And this year, shoot, shooting for 250. Yeah, listeners can do the math on that and say, wow, that's a pretty substantial operation. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. And now uh, once it's in on the developer's desk, what's their typical turnaround time uh, to get this thing up for approval or up for uh, hosting? Yeah, so the initial stage of development, um, they... It should have about uh, a week's time max. They could get it done quicker than that. Then it will go to the project manager. Uh, they'll be going back and forth with the client. If they need any revisions, that will go back to the developer. And then um, if we're doing content, um, that will take uh, a little bit of extra time for us. If they're doing content, it could be fast. It could take a year. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but we we shoot for about a four week time frame for the project from the time they sign up to the time their site goes live. Okay, okay, just to give yourself some buffer room in case there's any uh, back and forth. Okay, cool. And do you consider you know that upfront developer time and some of these other upfront costs? Like, is there a sense of the break even point? Well, after after three months we're good. Or after six months, like it's all gravy. And so if we can keep that person on for six months and keep them happy, like, I mean, they, yeah, they signed the contract, but who knows? I just try to get figure out for like, yeah, you're fronting some, you're fronting some labor and some other expenses up front here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely starting out, it is not as efficient or profitable, but over time you, you'll really refine your systems and you should be able to, at least your your fixed costs should be covered by about two months of, of the customer's payments. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful to just get a sense of well, what's my, what's my float here. And you see it often in affiliate marketing where some companies opt to pay like a bigger upfront commission. Like they're going to take that loss on that first month, maybe even the first year sometimes like in hopes of long-term lifetime customer value and other companies like, Oh, we're going to minimize our risk, but we're going to incentivize you to keep sending us people. Cause it's like, you know, 25% monthly recurring commission. And it's just interesting to see people do it different ways, but that's helpful to kind of get a sense of, you know, how the margins and math uh, might work out on that front. 
So it sounds like day in the life, you know, handling these project kickoffs, anything else that's occupying your time these days, you know, working on the business puppet master mode versus in it day to day doing the web design yourself, uh, like in the early days? Uh, yes, most of my time is spent um, just doing high level admin things, billing, selling, communicating to clients and my team, just pushing everybody forward. My big goal right now is to get a director of operations in place and they can uh, you know, take care of the team, take care of clients and just basically replace me. I'll still be working on product development, marketing, but my time will be freed to grow the business and I'll hopefully be doing more of this, you know, going on podcasts, creating more content and building more and more referral partners for the business. Well, it's built in a smart way because it's 180 sites. It's not Ryan Golgowski web designer. You know, it's like you've kind of already, and, and a lot of the testimonials like, hey, it was so great to work with Ryan. But over time, it seems like, well, it's not, you're not necessarily selling your own expertise here as the technician. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In the main niches, I feel like people have a sense of personally working with me more just because my name's out there a little bit more in those communities. But yeah, with with other industries, we work with a ton. They probably don't have so much of that sense of like, I'm hiring Ryan. It's I'm hiring this company, and I'm I'm speaking to you know many different people that are, are helping this project go along. How many on the team now? So it's a very small team, uh, at least for like how much output we're doing. So it's me and my wife. My wife crushes it. She takes care of all the content writing. So uh, she manages all that. Sometimes she's writing it herself. Other times she's uh, you know using contractors and, and managing those orders. So she just takes care of all the content. And that uh, definitely makes my life easier. And then we have six developers in the Philippines. So... Three of them are full-time and three of them are part-time. All of them do some sort of development. And then some of them have specialty roles like project management, um, launching sites, customer support, and so on. Yeah, running running lean. I like it. Yeah, yeah, very lean. No office, no advertising, uh, no employees, just outside contractors. Is there a revenue target that you're shooting for? Like, where do you want to take this thing? Uh, revenue target for this year is 1.5 million. Last year we did 950,000. Um, and you're so close. So close. <laughs> I wasn't even. I, I yeah. I wasn't even shooting for a million uh, for 2022. I I was hoping for like 750, uh, <laughs> but uh, surpassed that. I would. I don't know. It would just be like you know to end the year at like you know 973. You're like oh you know yeah yeah yeah. Uh, December was a, a milestone month, so we just broke the threshold. Uh, you know, doing six figures in a single month this year alone, just in our accounts receivable. You know, obviously we have to host and manage and maintain our websites, but even if we didn't sign up a single customer this year, we already have over a million dollars in accounts receivable from already spoken for. And that's isn't that incredible? Did you ever imagine when you're kind of laid up after these? back and neck injuries that you know, a few years later, you'd be sitting on a million dollars recurring revenue. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think about it sometimes, you know, uh, once in a blue moon, have a little bit of self pity and just like, oh, I wish I could do all the things I used to do, but I'm like, yeah, but you'd probably just still be, you know, 
scrubbing windows and you wouldn't have had this opportunity to do this really cool business if you weren't forced into it. Not that scrubbing windows is bad. I loved window cleaning and I was extremely happy being out in the sun all day and teaching jujitsu every day. That was some of the happiest memories of my life. So I'm not knocking window cleaning, but uh, yeah, the, this unfortunate situation definitely was a blessing in disguise that brought forth this opportunity with 180 sites. Yeah, no kidding. When one door closes, another door opens. And there's a, a perfect example of that. Oh, Ryan, this has been awesome. Again, 180sites.com. You can check them out over there. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. So my number one tip is for business owners, You know, 99% of you are in a crowded space. So if you've you know created a new category, then kudos to you. Uh, you're... <laughs> You're going to be a, a billionaire probably. But for normal people, you're, you're working in a crowded space. There's tons of competition. You really, really need to focus on differentiating your service. You might change your product or your service, or maybe you won't. Maybe your product and service is exactly the same, but you need to you know, differentiate your message. So you have to you have to make yourself different in a crowded space or else nobody is going to just think anything of you. So even for example, like with my service, there are some things that we try to do to differentiate our actual product, but just the the payment model itself is a differentiation. 99% of web designers don't do this. So that in and of itself inherently sticks us out. You know, we're different. And finding yourself a niche as well, that will instantly differentiate you. If you are speaking to an exact category and their exact problems and providing a benefit to their exact issue. And somebody else does the same exact service, but they just broadly advertise that to everybody else. They're going to choose you. <laughs> so, niche your service, differentiate your service, differentiate your, your marketing and, you know, make, make some compelling offers uh, that it's just going to make your life so much easier because now you're a category of one, in a sense, you you are doing the same thing, but you, in your customer's mind, are offering it to them in a way that nobody else is. So, right, become that category of one. That was something kind of inadvertently stumbled into early on in my entrepreneurial journey in creating a footwear comparison shopping site. Is like early days of the internet where you'd have, you know, your shopping coms and your price grabber coms, and it's like you know they were big massive comparison engines that tried to have every product under the sun. I said like, oh, look, I'm going to carve out and be the first and only comparison shopping site just for shoes. Like, I don't want all this rest of this business. I just want this one little niche. <laughs> and it was something that stood out from uh, my conversation with John Lee Dumas, probably coming up on two or three years ago at this point. And it was the same, like be the only, right? Like niche down so much that it hurts. And his claim to fame is like, I'm going to be the only daily business interview podcast. And, you know, same thing with the shoe business. It was the only thing in my virtual assistant business, uh, which was a directory and review platform for outsourcing companies. It was like, it was the only one when it started. It was the only one that existed. So I niched down to be the only. And if, you know, in this case, web design businesses had existed for, you know, the dawn of, since the dawn of the internet, right? But, you know, here was a, a way to be the only, we're the only people selling it like this for this target customer. Makes a lot of sense. So I really uh, appreciate you uh, joining me. And maybe the other thing here that that I kind of took notes on was like, you aren't your customer. And, you know, for me, I'm looking at this and like, I could, I could just do this myself. And I say that with a lot of services, maybe for better or worse. 
And so, but if you're thinking like that, you're gonna have a hard time going out and selling it. Whereas like to your target customer here, hey, 200 bucks a month, like I don't wanna have to think about my website. This guy's just gonna take care of it for me. Like, hey, that's a, that's a great sell. But again, I think super compelling business model, one that I think you're just scratching the surface of, excited to see where you take it. Your listener only bonus this week is a list of other niches. If you like Ryan's model, there's um, plenty of ocean to swim in. So I hope you don't mind me putting that together and putting that out into the world. Uh, You can grab that for free. A list of other niches you might be able to apply to. Grab that for free at the show notes for this episode. Just hit the show notes link in the description. You'll be able to download that. Ryan, thanks so much for sharing your insight. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.